Hey guys, hey guys, welcome. Welcome to the Dare You Project. I am your host, PJ Ryan, guys. Um, this is the actual first inaugural episode of the Dare You Project. What you will hear will be somewhat like the format that it's going to be for the for the show. Um, you'll have a person who will come on and they'll read a letter. This letter is a letter for growth, a letter for change, a letter to make themselves better. Um, something that you guys as a listener, as you listen, I hope that whatever the letter is written um, from whatever perspective, that it gives you something. It brings you life. So, yeah, so we're going to start this one off. I can't expect anybody to come on and want to share their story or share their letter if I'm not willing to do the same. So here's my letter. Dear you, for such a long time, you were the center of my world. Oftentimes without even noticing it, you were the first thought in the morning and other times you were the last thought at night. When it was time to drift off and stand in front of the blank canvas of my subconscious, you were the one holding the brush, tarnishing my dreams with by tossing harsh reds and splattering gloomy grays all over the place until all that was left was nothing more than an unrecognizable version of myself. This was my norm. This was me every day for as long as I can remember in so many aspects of my life. It was because of you that I stood in the back of the line when I really should have been front and center. It is because of you that I said no one will ever care about what I have to say when in fact I know my voice has meaning, depth, and purpose. It was because of you that I kept falling deeper and deeper into the abyss of loneliness and depression, causing me to do things I swore I would never do. It was because of you that I allowed myself to be a punching bag for those that I could have easily stood up to. And it was because of you that I contemplated and even attempted suicide eight times in total before I even reached the age of 25. Yet, I am still here. And not because of you, but because I said no more. And I took a leap of faith. Yeah, once upon a time it was because of you, but there has to come a time when I stand up to you. Well, that time is now. I stand here to tell you that your presence that once consumed my world in the past has no place in my present and will be a long forgotten thought in my future. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I will not place blame or point fingers solely at you when the truth of the matter is I am the one who gave you all that power. I let your dark hazy clouds dim the light that I had shining bright deep inside of me. Yeah, without you, there's no sacrifice. I completely get how that could be so. However, because of you, I sacrificed my most prized possession. I sacrificed me. And no longer will that behavior be a part of my story. No longer will I offer up all the greatness that is in store for me because of you. No longer will I concern myself with what others have to say because the voice you once echoed in my mind. No longer will I allow you or anyone else who preaches what you preach standing away from me stepping into my own i am good enough i am worthy and i am here 
for a purpose. It's finally hit me after all of these years. It's time to let others know that they no longer have to hide behind your dirty coattails. They no longer have to be a prisoner held by your clutch. They too can walk in the greatness without you or a favor. So lastly, one last thing before you go, do me a favor, leave your keys on the nightstand. And don't forget to take your friends hate, rage, doubt, anxiety, and insecurity with you. Your lurking presence is no longer welcome here because the very moment I stopped listening to you is the very moment that I truly started living. So as the song goes, farewell, goodbye, and so long. Because better days are not just up ahead. They're already here. Hey guys. Hey guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen. In the studio today, I actually have a good friend of mine. Uh, you guys all know her from Highly Melanated Podcast. And you also know her from another podcast called Willing and Waiting. This is actually a podcast that she and I work on together. And she's here in the stew, guys. I'm to, here. And she's going to have this conversation with me. Yes, this is a... Uh... This is exciting. It's it's going to be interesting because I'm going to be playing your role uh-huh. today a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit, right? Yeah. So I hope I hope I do you justice. You know, something and here's here's the way things work, guys. Like this um everything happens for a reason and I I strongly firmly believe that. We were actually supposed to record uh for Highly Melanated today. Uh, and that had got rescheduled. However, some people did not realize <laughs> that it had gotten rescheduled. So I walk into the recording booth and just PJ's here. <laughs> Before I even let him say anything, I was like, let me check my text messaging. And I went back and reread it. And it does clearly say in there that we had to reschedule. But just like PJ said, everything happens for a reason. Uh-huh. And I believe that I was supposed to be here today. Boom. That's how it works, guys. That's exactly how it works. So let's dive into this. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I'm 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 playing the role of um, Oh my god. PJ is the host of the the Dear You Project and but because today's letter is from PJ, he's kind of He's sitting in the hot seat and I'm sitting in the the host seat, if you will. Uh, but this is this is his project. This is his baby. So I'm going to try to do his role as much justice as I can. And so we're going to go ahead and get to know PJ a little more with some icebreaker questions. I love these icebreaker questions. Now, yeah. understand these guys. I do not know what the questions are. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Actually, I really don't. He doesn't. I'm excited to ask him these two questions. So the first question is, if you had to delete all but two apps on your phone, what two apps would you keep? Now, mind you, they have to already be on your phone right now. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Two apps that are currently on your phone right now. You had to delete everything else. Okay, wait, okay. Let me ask a question. Even though I said earlier before I don't like people who ask questions. Mm, strike one. On top of questions. <laughs> strike one. Does it necessarily have to be a f- an app that's, what about if it's an app that's already comes with your phone? You Or do you mean an extra app? I mean like a like a like like an app that you would get from the iTunes store. So okay. n- nothing that is like the basic function of the phone. So not okay. like the phone or not like text messaging okay. or, you know, Google Maps usually comes on everybody's phone already. Yeah, no, it does. So yeah. just an app that you use that you downloaded and put on your phone. Hmm. So, I have a few photo editing apps that I just cannot seem to live without because they have really nice filters. You gonna have to pick one of them. But you know what? They can all go because we can. Oh. We can like let that go. Um, Spotify slash title. Mm, one or the other. It's gotta <laughs> be one. Unless those are the two you're gonna keep. You get to keep two. No, okay. So Sp- Spotify would have to stay. Um Spotify would definitely have to stay. Music is every single thing to me. Um let me think. Just let me look at my phone and see what's mm-hmm. on here. Just go ahead and do a quick inventory. Um let's see. Hmm. And then there's this game that that can't be. It's a poker game. So between music and poker. Music and poker. Those, those are the two things that you would keep. I would not delete. Okay. So we get the music one. I know you're very musically inclined. And mm. I was tempted to make these icebreaker questions about music, but okay. I figured we'd get there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. But then, so the poker game app, why would you keep that one? Um, I like cards. Okay. And I'm pretty I'm pretty good at poker. How often do you play this game on your phone? Every day, all day. Every day, all day. If I can't sleep, I'm probably up playing it. So Okay. I mean, yeah, I I adore it. It's a Zynga game. Um and it's you can play online, you can play with people, it's like Texas Texas Hold'em, it's sit and go, it's tournament, things like that. So Okay. All right. I can dig it. And so the second question dun, dun, dun. is maybe a little more my speed than yours, but whatever. I'm the one deciding the question, so it's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. So who is your favorite Disney hero or heroine, and would you trade places with them? Hmm. I know it's a good one, isn't it? Actually... Yes, it's a great one. My um, favorite is Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Hercules. 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 Um, and I'd say that because he had to. This is gonna sound so cheesy, but he had to. You better come on with the foreshadowing. <laughs> he had to have. Um, he had to learn the greatness that he had with inside of him before he can actually do anything for anybody else. Yeah, like I said, you better come through with the force. Because, <laughs> you know, it used to be Ariel, but, you know, she, she, she going around chasing for a man, like, no backbone. So you wouldn't want to trade places with her? No, not at all. I don't want to be fish. Would you trade places with Hercules? Yes, actually, I would trade places with Hercules. Okay. 
I mean, if any, if I could be around those muses, yes, I would change. Oh my God, can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> I love absolutely that. everything. It gave me everything, gave me life. I'm telling you, that music gets you every time. It does. It does. Okay, I like your answers. I like your answers very much. Now I want to watch Hercules again for the umpteenth million time. Sidebar, really quick. So Michael Bolton did the actual song for "Go the Distance." Mm-hmm. That's an excellent song. Mm-hmm. I can go the distance. <laughs> it's so funny because so here's the other thing, guys. You know, um, this is the first episode. Not every episode is going to actually sound like this, um, but this is the chemistry that Blair and I have with each other. Um, some, some so far have been fun. Some have been a little serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so just understand that uh, everyone has their own story and their own their own thing and the reason behind this and i'm just gonna, not going to interject anymore because you're the host for now look <laughs> this is this is your sauce i'm just <laughs> stirring the pot she's just stirring the pot <laughs> but you know it's it's all a it's all a good process and i just want this to be something that actually helps others that's the main thing now if you help others through laughter through tears through seriousness mm-hmm. whatever it is that's what that's what we are on this earth for so that's my belief and i think that's the great thing about this project is that you will get such a variety mm-hmm. of of letters and emotions and interests and things that people have to say and so everybody can relate to it and then everybody will get like a different dose of it so kudos to you on spearheading this thank you you're welcome so I do want to get into your letter. Okay. Because listening to you read it was just very, just like I said, it's very emotional. It kind of takes you from here to there. And there's, I feel like there's a lot that you said and still more that you want to say from the letter. So first, I I guess I just want to ask, like, how did you feel when you were writing this? Like, what was your paint? Paint the picture for us. Like, where were you when you when you sat down to write this letter? So this letter itself, it it transformed a few times. Um, I was originally I originally wrote it um, as a letter to my parents. Um, And I didn't like how that one was making me feel. Um, And when I say making me feel it was it was hurtful mm. and i didn't and i hurtful to you or you think it would have been hurtful to them it would have been hurtful to 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 to, uh, to at least my mother mm-hmm. and that's not my goal so um plus that should be more of a conversation first prior to me just putting just putting it out there putting it out there yeah um and then one day, I just sat one rainy day, go figure, um, and I sat with my little brown book, um, and it's a brown leather book. It has like a little, it has like leather uh, wrapped around it, um, and I got it as a gift uh, for someone who's just like, you seem like a writer here. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing special about it, but it's just ironic that somebody that didn't really know me gave me a little brown book with leather, and I'm an iota, so all the ah, our colors are brown. It all comes together, <laughs> right? Um, so I was sitting in the, my window, and I was over—I was just overlooking things that I've been through, 
um, and things that I've seen. And I just started writing and it just, it just transformed into this, this goodbye letter to, to fear. Um, and it was actually quite liberating for me because there was a lot of emotions. I didn't even realize that I had about it, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. So that was going to be my question that I was going to ask you, like if you had to put a name on this, this entity that you're writing the letter to, it would have been to fear. Yes. Yeah. Um, this was, this was my goodbye letter to fear. So where did this fear come from? Is this like internalized fear or is this fear that manifested itself through the circumstances of life or just your everyday, like what you've been through? Like, where did this, where did this fear kind of originate from? And then follow up question is how, how did the fear grow to this, to this entity where it's where, you know, you start off saying that this was the center of your world. Like, how did it, how did it start and how did it grow to being so all consuming? So growing up um, in here in Brooklyn, uh, being the oldest, uh, I had a few older cousins older than me, um, but I really didn't have um, anybody who would fight for me. Um, so I fought for myself a lot. Um, But then I also got teased a lot. Mm. And it's it's where 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 we are now with um what we call um what which is still another form of bullying, um, is where we have always been. Um, if we all can think back to our childhood, if we had anybody who used to pick on us or anything like that. Uh I was fearful to go to school a lot of times when I was younger because I didn't have anybody to fight for me and I had to fight all the time for myself. So I was always afraid that I was going to get into a fight just by me going because as a young boy coming into his own, other people can see things in you that I guess you can't see in yourself. And for a long period of time, my name was faggot. My name was fruit. My name was never Phil. Um, uh, it was never anything else. It wasn't PJ. It wasn't nothing. It was just fruity ass, fruity pebbles. Every just, just whatever you can call it, whatever you can name it. Um, so I became fearful of myself because I didn't know what I was putting out there because I didn't see myself that way. Um, and it just, it, it was a lot of things personally that. Uh, this is a good question. Goodness, you got me digging deep right now. I'm, I'm, that's you know, I have a degree in psychology <laughs> from um, the University of Michigan. It was go blue. Here we go. <laughs> so it it was it was it was it was tough. That's all I can say right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying my best to because also the purpose of this is that as these conversations are going, they're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So what she's asking me, I don't know what she's going to ask me. This is not something she heard the letter just like for the first time, just like you guys. The same time you guys heard it, you know? Um, and that's actually the way it is going forward with everyone who comes on. Um, 
Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just jumping from no, it's fine. Host to participant, host to participant. I mean, but that's this to be expected. Uh-huh. This is this is your show. <laughs> um, what was your second question? How did it? How did it grow? Like, how did it manifest itself to being what you? called it right at the beginning of your letter as being the center of your world. I mean, well, because everything I always was fearful of when I actually did start to engage in homosexual activity um, and starting to realize who I am, um, I was always fearful that I was going to be found out. Uh, I was always fearful that, you know, I was going to be picked on even more. Um, I was fearful that my parents weren't going to love me. I was fearful that I was going to lose my job. Um, I was fearful that I was going to be just another statistic, you know, um, as a young gay black man in the Mm nineties, you know, um, I was fearful of so many different things and it just, it consumed me so much that the, the outer person that I would portray it was not who I genuinely am. Mm-hmm. So the outer person I would portray was someone so like big with an ego and arrogant and, you know, cocky or whatever have you. And in, in actuality, you know, when I went to therapy, you know, it was one of those things where it's like you're 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 projecting. You're not dealing with what is really your root. Mm-hmm. And my root was that I've been I've been afraid for so long for so many different parts of my life. Um but yeah so it sounds like the fear is rooted in acceptance like you you being fear that you won't be accepted for being gay from the world right, you know like right. from your family from your friends from you know strangers from whoever so it sounds like a lot of it is kind of rooted in in that very specific fear of just the way the world treats homosexuals. Well, yeah. For 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 myself, it was one of those things where, I, number one, I was called a faggot far before I was called a nigger. Mm-hmm. So I've grew up with this idea of myself as a gay black kid to a gay black man, to now realizing that at this phase in my life. Gay is not the first thing. That's not mm-hmm. the first thing you see, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you may know of me. I mean, but for sure you're going to know I'm black, pretty much, you know. Um, I'm trying to make sure I'm following you. No, yeah. So my second, like, kind of thought what that was going to be, like, is that where most of the fear lives? Or is there any fear that comes from from anything else i mean the, no so the uh, the main fear is the fear of being inadequate um that you're not good enough inadequate meaning like you said you're not good enough or inadequate in the sense of you're not being you're afraid to be completely yourself right to not be authentic mm-hmm. um because authenticity if it's not understood what it means to you then it's still technically not authentic. Mm-hmm. You're just being what you think other people other want people you, want you, want you, to, you be. to be. Um, and I had so many different uh, ideas for myself, uh, and so many different situations that you know we all have stories um, that 
made it easier for you to say, well, this person has a mental health issue. This person, yeah, he's depressed. You know, he, you know, he's diagnosed with bipolar disorder, you know, which, which was incorrect, you know, um, but you're saying that you received these diagnoses. I, I mean, I, I, I am, I have been diagnosed with a manic depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there was a situation where because of a situation that had happened during that time, I had went to another therapist and what she was doing was giving every young black boy who walked in there with any question lithium mm-hmm. and just diagnosing them as bipolar. Mm-hmm. I told my doctor and he was like, so what we're not going to do today is you even accept that he said, because you're not bipolar. I, he's like, I, you've been my doc. You've been my uh, patient for like the past five years. I know you pretty well. Yeah. You, you're not bipolar. And we know people who are. <laughs> so, um, she ended up, if I'm not mistaken, losing her license. Cause she well, did this with every like single one. To. Yeah. Um, so being labeled one thing, um, being in a situation where you're, you're, when I say inadequate as well, you know, I never finished college, you know, and there are moments where I, 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 break down a little bit because of it. You know, my youngest brother is, he's a, he's a graduate of, um, of an Ivy League institution. Um, my other brother, you know, he's, he's doing well in the Navy, you know, my other siblings, they're doing very well for themselves. Um, or, you know, somewhat. And I felt like such a disappointment, you know, a disappointment to your family or to yourself. No, to my family. Mm -hmm. School honestly was not for me. Um, but it was a situation that had to be handled, uh, financially, uh, that my parents weren't going to take care of or mm-hmm. want to. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, so, you know, I got myself through as much as I can get through, you know, paying for this mm-hmm. without having to bankrupt yourself. Exactly. That's how I got into the workforce and, you know, start working in retail. And then next thing you know, so my years later, I'm no longer in school or even trying to pursue anything to go back to school. Um, and I feel that sometimes, I mean, everything is different for every single body. You know, I would never tell somebody, don't go to school. You know, go. It's not for everybody. So d- d- go. I mean, go and find out if it's for you or right, not. Right, right. Um, I mean, and even though I was doing very well in class, um, it, it it's one of those things where I just really wasn't, a hundred percent there. I was more so into the social aspect, mm-hmm. you know, different organizations after organization after organization, give me all these titles, different things, um, that it became, it became more overwhelming for that as opposed to school, mm. um, school work, even though I submitted everything I needed to on time, but it was just, I still didn't even know who I was or what I wanted to do or what kind I really going wanted through to the be. Motions. Yeah. You know, like I had ideas and stuff. You know, I know I knew at that time that I always wanted to be in theater, but that was something that wasn't supported at home, Mm -hmm. you know, so. So it just sounds it does. It sounds a lot like you have glimpses of knowing who you are and knowing who you want to be. But then this fear from how it's perceived by other people Mm kind of seemed to take precedent. Mm-hmm. Which is why I, uh, there's a portion of that that I will no longer allow to be 
worry about what others have to say to me mm-hmm. because what others have to say about me is what I've always been afraid of. So that's the beautiful thing about your letter is that it does have this transition from where you were to where you are. And so if you kind of had to title the the first portion of your letter, like if you had to associate a song mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. with where you were, like what would that theme or what would that song be? <laughs> so it's it's interesting because that's the song that just constantly comes to my mind that actually um, reminds me of this feeling is a song from Kirk Franklin um, called Hello Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, that was somewhat of a love letter, a love-hate letter to fear. Um, and just saying that you have no place in my life. Mm -hmm. And I remember listening to that for the first time and was like, oh, this has a nice little melody. Then I was cleaning my house and I was on my hands and knees scrubbing after these dogs. Um, And as the song played and I stopped and I really listened to the words. Mm -hmm. And then I Googled the words and I was just like. It really kind of took hold of you, huh? Yeah, this, this is speaking to me. You know, I've been I've been afraid for so long, even even the whole afraid of the last relationship, moving to New York, uh, moving back to New York, you know, doing everything on my own. I've never lived on my own before. You know, I it wasn't until I until the last relationship ended. I was 32. And now I'm like, you know, staying with family up until I can save some money up because that was the 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 change was so drastic um, that I didn't even plan I just had to go mm-hmm. um to next thing you know a year later I have my own place um which I never thought I would have um to where I am now with a with a with a when I moved there it was nothing but the dogs and clothes on my back um I slept on an air mattress for at least five months uh and now I have so much crap in my place. I need to get rid of so much because it's just a lot of clutter. Um, but it's a lot of things that I never thought that I could actually accomplish. I mean, that even goes to the change of profession, mm-hmm. you know. So I I have been trying to live. Um, that's me. I've been trying to make sure that others know that you can do it. If 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 I can do it. You can do it. Well, let's let's stick into that a little bit because you talk about that in your letter too. Um, one of the things that I thought was pretty powerful was when you said, and I can't quote you exactly, but you were talking about, you know, you have no place in my life anymore and I'm taking this time now to finally stand up to you and mm. confront you mm. and and take this leap of faith. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about what was it that kind of triggered this moment for you? Was it mm-hmm. just, you know, you're just fed up with fear or was it something specific that kind of happened to make you think, all right, look, I'm no more of this. I'm ready for a change. I need to make a change. Just what what was it that was the, the quintessential kind of thing that just made you decide to take a new step in a new direction. 
<laughs> that's that's a deep breath moment. I mean, so this this moment, like this story that um, I love to share because it's inspiring to me, um, and I hope that it inspires others as well. Um, and it was pretty much the moment that I quit my last job. Um, you know, I had was I was afraid to leave working there because I was making great money for a person who does not have a college degree. So the moment I'm I'm leave, I feel like great. That means that I'm gonna have to take at least a thirty thousand dollar pay cut. Um the job itself was very stressful. Like to the point where, you know, I am at that time I which was actually just last year, um, was thirty how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> I was thirty six. Um, now I I know this is before I turned thirty six. Um, yeah, no. You're thirty seven now. Okay, yeah. So this was I was thirty six then. Darn, darn it. Thought I could have been younger. Um, okay. And with age know, comes wisdom. You know, right? Um, and. It just there were so many things that I was doing that was kind of careless. Uh, the example, as I was telling you earlier about the voicemail, mm-hmm. um, where I I left a voicemail on my um, work that said when I went on vacation that and I screwed it up and I was like, oh fuck, your mother's a whore. Um, things like that, which is like hilarious in the you know when you think <laughs> it's of, funny now. I mean, yeah, the backstory to that is like, really but in crazy. the moment, that's that's. That's yeah. If any of you are listening to this and you used to work with me, you know the story. <laughs> so, um, but so I was starting to get like really horrible migraines. Like it was really debilitating. Um, I would have to like go into like the storage closet, turn every, all the lights off. If I was on my way home from the train, I had to get off a numerous amount of times because the lights on the train, the movement on the train, it was killing me. Um, and I was starting to like go back into this this wave of depression that I have a, I had a tendency to go up and down in. Um and it was really just because I was feeling unfulfilled. But I was scared to make any changes. And one day, um I slept for like an hour and a half and I just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm not gonna work today. Um and I have never really been one of those people. I will go to work even if I like have the flu, you're just going, you're going to send me home, but you're going to see that I showed up uh, because that's the way I've, I was raised. You show up no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't go to work. I went, I text my boss. Now this is already when you know, I really don't care. Cause I didn't even like bother calling. I just text her. said, I'm not coming to work today. Put the phone back on the charge. Went back to sleep. It was like six o'clock in the morning. Immediately. She, I think she responded back to me. It was like, so you need to bring a doctor's note. Da, 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 da. Okay, eleven o'clock rolls around. I wake up. I get a. Uh, I see her text message. Um, I didn't respond because I've already said I'm not coming in. You've already confirmed it. So now there's no need to be any further communication. Um, I reached out to the doctor's office, made an appointment. The appointment was going to be up until about three thirty, uh, which means I wasn't going to get seen till about four which means that my boss at that time was leaving at two. So she wanted that doctor's note prior to that. She wanted it actually the same day. 
Um, she wanted the doctor's note this, the same day. So the way that this this employer was actually working, we were all getting ready to jump ship because there was a lot of things going on. Uh, um, that was really like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like we're not children type of situation. We're all management. Um, so at the same time, I got a text message from a buddy of mine asking me if I was available for uh, an audition, and I said, "What is the audition for?" And he just said, I'm going to ask you again, are you available today for an audition? And I just paused for a second. And I said, like, what am I scared of? And I was like, yeah, I'm available. So I went to this audition, and it turned out that it was uh, for Mr. George Faison uh, to work on one of his last projects, um, which was at that time – this, this show called The Last Interview, which was about uh, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the part, yeah, uh, it which it was, it wasn't like going to be a play. It was a workshop. So for those of you who don't know what a workshop is out of the theater, it's just pretty much where you're, you're trying to fund the show that we want to put on. So we're performing it, but a lot of times we have the lines in our hands or things of that nature. So I went, I was uh, one of, one of the fans Bobby's dancer and a brother, right? So he said, you have to be here tomorrow. And I was like, I called out of work today. I got to go to work tomorrow. He said, I'm going to say this again. He said, you got to be here tomorrow if you want to be in this. I said, okay, cool. So I called the doctor and they extended the the day off. Um, And I went. I went through all this struggle and... It was amazing. Like I went there, went to the doctor, you know, dealing with MTA. So much fun. Uh, Came back just in time to get my check because this also was paid. Well, (laughs) well, (laughs) well. (laughs) (laughs) So this was also paid. So I went to get my check. Um, afterwards it was somebody's birthday. So we all went out to eat. Now I have never been, you know, if if any of you who do not know who George Faison is, number one, uh, I need you to go to Google. Um, because, uh, this man is important. (laughs) Um, and a legend in the theater world. Legend. I did not know that at that time because I had never really been introduced to this. Like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, so, we went out to eat and then we went to someone's house just to, you know, to further celebrate. And he lives in this hole. He has the whole brownstone in Harlem. Number one, if someone owns a brownstone in Harlem. You already know. They got money. They got money. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but it was and it was beautiful. So we just enjoyed being, you know, in his presence, listening to him. He was talking. Um, just last, his name is Charles. Um I can't recall his name off the top, his last name. Off the top it's okay. Of my head. He probably don't want his information out there like that anyway. Pretty much. Um, so after that, they, we, all of a sudden, now I'm in this room with people who have won Tony Awards, who have been on Broadway stages, who have written, directed, done all these shows. And I'm just sitting there now soaking in the knowledge. Um, all of a sudden, None of them knew what I was going through with work. All of a sudden, the conversation shifted from the music that they were listening to to the day they all decided to quit their survival job. So I'm just sitting there listening, sitting there just like the universe is saying, hey, hey. Hey, guess what? Pay attention. Listen. And 
Charles said, he's like, the moment he knew was when he would see his boss, get a text message from him, get an email from him or whatever, and he would get all like fluttery inside. Mm-hmm. Like it was something unsettling about his spirit. Mm-hmm. This was 821 uh, p.m. So we're talking and, you know, he's saying all this stuff and then music is playing. Um, I happen to pick up my phone and my boss texts me. She's never texted me at, at nighttime before unless it was like Merry Christmas or, any, you know, whatever. Um, and her her text message, which I, I think I, I think I deleted it, actually. No, it's my other phone um, was I'm highly disappointed in you. I did not receive your doctor's note. You must ensure must capitalize. Um, ensure that you bring this into um, when you come back or else we're going to have to deal with like basically we're going to write you up in a kind of way. We'll have to deal with you. Yeah. So immediately, you know, she has an iPhone. I have an iPhone. Blue bubbles. Mm-hmm. All I started doing was texting, texting. I, like, I wasn't responding, but I was writing this entire long soliloquy, but like, fuck you, bitch, and all this other stuff. Oh, and I was, I, cause that was, that was going to go in. That was my, that was my, like yeah, I snapped that reaction, you know, because I, it's eight twenty one at night. Are you serious? Right. Um, not how are you doing or anything like that. Are you feeling any better? You know. So he noticed that I was doing this. So he said, "Go upstairs, um, go on the balcony, you know, just get some air, you know, and just relax, chill. Come back and just enjoy the rest of the day." Mm-hmm. So for me. <laughs> it's so funny we say this um for me music has always solved all of my problems i go to a song i, pr- I put my music on shuffle whatever song comes on is the mood i take and <laughs> i got on there now i am not uh, a person who claims to be a very religious person um spiritual yes religion not organized religion you know type of situation um, but it was Yolanda Adams, the battle is the Lord's, mm-hmm. the live version. Mm-hmm. Now around this time, I also, after this, I had made like a video on my Instagram, like with this song, cause it, it really just, it's sh- a song that will move you. It, it, it moved me. It will move you. So next thing you know, normally I'll be like, Oh, gospel song. I don't want to hear this right now. I'm not, it's, it's not Sunday. I mean, that's, that's just the way I always <laughs> would say, like, you know, it's not, I'm, no. Um, but I just let it play. And it's the live version, and she goes, yeah, you, you over there in the balcony. Yeah, I'm talking to you. The battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. Look. And when I say that I have not, number one, I had, proper terminology for those who you who do who do not know is that you received the spirit or you felt the spirit not you caught it because it's not a disease you can't catch the spirit just right. fyi um but i received the spirit while i was out there i mean i was bawling crying i let the whole entire song go and there was a part of that song that says you gotta step out on faith you gotta yes. you know you really have to and i just said i i surrender i surrender i give up i give up i'll I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, I haven't had a backup. Like I said, you know something? I just, I, I'm looking for another job. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I went downstairs and, you know, I've, I've wiped the tears from my eyes so nobody would know I'm, I've been crying. Um, and music, they were listening to 
Michael Jackson, Off the Wall. Mm. And the way that song starts out. No, no. The way the, that's the song. But the way the song starts out, the first words, you got to leave that nine five up on the shelf. You sure do. And just enjoy yourself. Okay. Yep. Bad singing. So that was like the last bit of confirmation that, I, that I'd had. So I completely went to my notes and not into my like the text message. And I said, good evening. Thank you for asking. Yes, I am feeling better. Even Dennis the shade. She, be- didn't she didn't ask. Um, I I do have the documentation. I'll bring it in to you tomorrow at work. Anything else we can discuss? We can discuss it tomorrow when I arrive. See you tomorrow. Boop. I came in the work so the next. We call the classy clapback. I'm the and I'm the king of like the email clapbacks, as per previous email. Mm. Um. Anyway, so I. Went back to work and, you know, she's like, well, I, it was weird because I knew you sent it because you would never do that. But I just never got anything from you. And I'm like, oh, I, never. I was like, OK, well, here it is. The next week I quit. The next week out on uh, Juneteenth, I gave my notification. Come on, Juneteenth. <laughs> OK, for my own emancipation from 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 that slavery. Um, give us free. Amen. Give us free. Um. And the reason why I, I love to share this story is mostly because, like I said, if I can do it, so can you. Amen. Um, I no backup. You know, I I cashed out my four hundred one k. Um, yeah, I had to do. I'm that. sorry, I, y'all Just, didn't y'all didn't, didn't see, see that y'all didn't see it. But the face that I made when he said he cashed out his four hundred one k was like, you did what? I needed to survive. You know, I still had rent to pay. Um, and, you know, it, it, I, you, you will not believe how much money you spend until you don't have money coming in on a consistent basis. Look. I went through $9,000 in a month. What in the, what? Was you, what? <laughs> well, was I, you I bought this, the, the, the MacBook, some, some other equipment, some photography equipment, because I was still like, all right, I know what I want to do. Okay. Right. But I want to do all of this stuff. God bless you. And so I had a heart attack. I mean, I I had dental work as well. Okay. Well, that's kind of a necessity. Yeah. I mean, and at the same time, like I was, I was accruing like a six thousand dollar bill, and I was like, you know what? Okay, I got some money now. I can give you guys three. (laughs) But I mean, here you go. Put a little sum on it. Yeah, that's all you're gonna get right now, though. So don't don't ask me for no more. Um. So after that. I also auditioned for this show. I gave a six weeks notice. I auditioned for a show. I got the part. It was for this one play called um, Back Old Town. It was about it was about a family that was affected by Hurricane Rita and Katrina. Um, it was part of the Midtown Theater Festival, um, Midtown International Theater Festival. Forgive me. Uh, so I auditioned for it. Got it. The last day, like Tech was supposed to start on my last day working. So if you know anything about theater, Tech Week. If you ain't there for AKA Tech Week, you week. might as well just understand that you ain't in the show. So I was, he's like, I don't know what to tell you. You have to be there. If you're not there, then you cannot be in this, and we'll go another route. So I gave five, I gave six weeks. As a manager, you're supposed to give five weeks. Um, so I said, what I will do, because I wanted my last check to be a full check, I said, what I will do is take back that last week. Thank you very much. The week prior to that um, was the 4th. Um, so I already had that scheduled off and she was like, don't you want to come to work and just get paid out for that day? No, I, no, don't, it's not what I said. I didn't say that. So I want to keep it the way it was. Thank you. 
thank you. Is there anything else? Goodbye. Um, I started like walking around the office with like t-shirts that say I with a donut and care. Like I, I basically you had checked out. I you know and and I felt when I sent that letter the resignation I had an anxiety attack because I was like what am I going to do? I've been working for this place for like 11 years. Like what am I going to do? You know, like I got bills. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And after I did that show I auditioned for another one. I got that part. Um, Look, you better come on when you're when you're walking your path. Uh-huh. All the doors open. And saying this is the message that I always try to tell people now. You know, what I mean, because I would have never thought. It is now a year and like a couple of weeks now um, since I since I made this change, mm-hmm. and I would have never thought that within this year alone I would have done. You know so much been in rooms with i'm not going to name drop but just been in rooms with legends to teach acting Mm -hmm. you know um i i'm humbled and in all this time i already know the answer to this question but i'm going to ask it anyway in all this time in the last year and change that you've been doing this compared to when you were at you know your your survival job your nine to five and you were experiencing all these these migraines and you know the stressful work and this that and the third and this feeling of just general unrest i mm-hmm, guess mm-hmm. are you happier now uh yeah let me tell you right now i have not seen nor heard nor felt a migraine mm-hmm. since the day i said send mm-hmm. um i look younger because I was starting to gray. Like, I'm Mr. Fantastic anyway, by the way. Oh, excuse me. When I say Mr. Fantastic, <laughs> I just mean that, no, Mr. Fantastic, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic is drawn his, he has gray sideburns, mm-hmm. like, back here. So all of this. He, like on my the side. Silver Surfer. Yeah. Ooh, mm. He's just Silver. Mm. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I started to age. I started to walk around and people would be like, what's wrong? Yeah. And like nothing was wrong. No, but it shows like, but when you're, when you're happy and you're living in your purpose and you're doing the thing that you're meant to do, like you just take on a totally different aura. Right. Right. And people see that and people receive that. And that's important. That's so important. Cause I mean, when I tell you right now, like the, the, what I missed the most about working there was the consistent check. That was it. The yeah. pay. The benefits were great. Six weeks vacation, yada, yada, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, that's all, that's all, that's all fine and dandy, but why would I settle for something like that when I can just. And the thing is, you can make money a million and one different ways. Mm-hmm. And. And if you can make money, I know, I, I know it's a lot easier said than done, but PJ has the story. I have a similar story where it's like, if I can make money doing what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I do that? You know, and it's 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 like my <laughs> my mother said um, with my aunt around and my grandmother, she's like, yeah, he's going to be rich and famous. You know, this now he's going to buy his house. And I'm like, so, hey, so let's pump your brakes. So um, I, I, I never said that. Um, what I did say. I mean, I'm not going to block God's blessings if that's what he wants no, for me. Please do it. Open All doors things in your will in your name. But um, the purpose behind me doing everything that I'm doing going forward from that moment is purpose filled Mm -hmm. to have a purposeful life. Yes. To be able to be happy 
I may not as be as financially where I was prior. But you're happier. But I'm, 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 I'm so happy. And money can't buy happiness. It really Again, cannot. it's another cliche saying, but until you actually like legitimately live that and feel that in your heart, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. Because mm-hmm. money really can't buy you happiness. Because, yeah, you might have had a consistent paycheck and you might have been making, you know, like good money and all that. But what really, like what is the point of that if you're really miserable? Good. Oh, gosh. If you're miserable. There were days where I would walk in there and stare at um, the management team. And we're all managers, but my actual superiors. I would just stare and look at the window and then look at her. Why am I here? Why is she still sitting here? I should just throw her out the window. And when you start murdering thoughts thoughts, like that, it's just like, whoa. It's time. And then you know, and then you know me well enough to know that. So what this here does, which and for all of you who are not in the studio, obviously, I am pointing to this thing called my face. And so what it doesn't do is tell no lies. Well, it doesn't tell lies. I got like Patty LaBelle eyebrows. Everything is like, written all over him. You I, will know. I, yeah, I try. I've always been one to try to. How dare you with the Patty LaBelle eyebrows? I can't. <laughs> <you. laughs> so delayed. I just heard that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But that's what it is. So it's like it big guy. It started to wear on me, and the the leap of faith that I took um, changed my life. Well, let me just say congratulations to you for having the courage to overcome that fear Mm -hmm. and to make that leap because again that is so much easier said than done it really is and it's a very that 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 process itself is is fearful just in its own right Mm -hmm. but you did it and you overcame it and you're living in a totally different space now and like i didn't i i i've i've met you in the last year and a half since Mm -hmm. you've been living in this new truth of yourself and I I love this version of you. <laughs> I think you're amazing. So to know that you came from this background of, you know, where you weren't living in your purpose and you weren't living a purposeful life to now seeing that that is what you're doing and what you're living. It's it's beautiful and it's 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 what everybody should be doing. But again, it's a lot easier said than done, but you should be very proud of yourself that you had the courage to make this decision and take this charge of your own life mm-hmm. and change it. I mean, it's, it's, it's really important that, you know, and like I didn't just make this decision like lightly. Right. You know, uh, it's not is, something that you just do overnight. I mean, I, and that's the other thing, guys. Like, there's one thing that's called taking a leap of faith, and there's another thing just called just plummaging to your death. Like, don't be stupid. Like, make have, have a, a plan. Have some kind of plan. You know, um, I did have a plan. It wasn't a very thought out plan. I but the way the way the universe and the way God works is that if you truly believe. And belief is more important, is is stronger than science, it's stronger than anything. Um, but because of that, uh, I felt completely compelled to just submit and surrender. And since then, like I mean it's just I I, I walk around with um such a a lighter spirit now. Mm-hmm. Such a joy. And you know, before and and before what used to bring me joy before was my outer appearance because mm-hmm. that's I was like going to the gym like five days a week, you know, so I was I had the body and that's what 
even like translates to relationships. I thought that the relationship is supposed to make me happy or somebody on my arm who's attractive is supposed to make me happy or this and that, whatever. But no one else can make you happy until you're happy for yourself. Amen. <sighs> Amen. So now if you were to classify or categorize or just kind of identify a song or a theme for what happened after you made the leap of faith, hmm. what would that be? Well, because I feel like, you you know, it is two very distinct, distinctly different tones that you have to the letter. I mean, overall, your letter is very much, you know, hey, you over there, let me tell you about yourself and why you're not welcome here anymore. I'm over you kind of thing. But the first half of your letter, we kind of live in or get the sense of, you know, fear and how it manifested itself in all the different areas of your life and how it kind of crippled you. And then in the second half of your letter, we learn about, you know, you taking the sleep of faith and basically just how much better your life has become Mm -hmm. from that and just how you've grown and how you kind of take charge of yourself more and how you're creating this totally different person that isn't hindered by this outside force. So... So I have like a this this uh playlist that I tend to go to and it's titled When I Need to Smile. Is it on Spotify? It is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not public. <laughs> 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 oh, you mean is it because it's part of the apps that I won't delete? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, music is everything. I come home and turn on my music before I even turn on television. Hey. I don't. I I just don't watch te- like. And as a writer, like I'm getting mixed signals. Like you should watch it, but then at the same time, you shouldn't watch because you don't want to be distracted. Um, but there's a song that I, there's two songs actually. Um, I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, one is from Jesse J, uh, who you are. And that was the, it's, it, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to, um, go through these things. Um, but until you acknowledge these issues that you have, you're going to continue to do it. And it's okay to be it's it's okay to wallow in it for a little while, but get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next song is Janet Jackson, Better Days. Yes. So I'm about to change my vibe, okay? Because yes. there are better days, yes. like, and better days, and they are here to stay. Uh, they and they really are. They really are. And every and so and so even further than the story that I was telling about that. As far as when I made the change now, let's let's take it back prior to that, maybe about like seven months prior to that actually happening. And then to present day. During that time, anyone that I had a conversation with, whether it was us in the elevator uh, with somebody I'm like immediately like, you know, sexually attracted to and interested in, even if it was on some type of hookup stuff like back then before I started the celibacy. Um which yes, I'm celibate. Um, every person I met has been a person of the creative mindset. Mm-hmm. Every single one has been an actor, writer, producer, photographer, cinematographer, you know, choreographer. Like no one, no, therefore, no one ever worked in a corporate office. Apparently, now going forward, like yep. Is this and it's and it's just the way the universe was just like this is surrounding you with like minded people, you know. And so, since then, you know, being in this phase, and those who know me from before to know me now, I am a different person, 
you know, and I'm a happier person. I'm not perfect. You know, I mean, I'm struggling, you know, who among us is, you know, like Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill said in her live unplugged album, um, I go through shit, too. Don't think just because I I mean, this is pretty much uh, paraphrasing, but don't think that just because I have money doesn't mean I'm not going through stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's fantasy. That's what they want you to know. Right. That's what they want you to think. Yeah. And it's not what social media wants you to think, too, by the way. But we're not going to get into that. I mean, even with the social media, you know, there was that phase when I left the relationship and I was 260 some odd pounds. And so from that, I I shed all that weight to about I got to like 199 pounds, 198. Right. I was cut. Yeah. That's why I was. But I and then I was like put back on the boat. So my chest got bigger. Um, But I was going to the gym so much. And then even like looking at me now, you know, where I have a little more chunk. I'm happy for my chunk. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this that's is happy the, weight. This is the happy weight that doesn't come from a relationship. That's happy weight. That's that's you happy with your self weight. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would be here. So I, whenever I come across someone, and this is why I I I want to create these different things, and this is the reason why Highly Melanated was created. This is the reason why you and I were connected when we did Black Panties, mm-hmm. um, which is a web series, guys. Uh, <laughs> You gotta say these you things. gotta provide that clarification <laughs> because people probably were like, "Skirt, what?" <laughs> it was a web series that Blair um, and I acted in, um, and then I was a production manager for. It. Which I mean, like, you, listen to how these things go. You know, all of a sudden now I'm sitting behind a mic. Now, granted, I could have probably created this podcast months, years, years ago, but it wasn't the right time. Everything happens. In, Everything when happens to. when it's supposed to. Mm. Amen. Ain't that a word? For somebody. Okay. Raise your hand. Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. So, one other thing to just touch on in your letter, and, you know, we can go into much detail with it as you want to, but, I mean, like, I'll just just say just as much as there was the part in the letter where you talked about suicide. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I all I really want to say is thank you for still being here (laughs) because the world needs you and it needs your creativity and it needs, you know, your love and it needs all of these things that you're doing. And so I, among plenty of others, are glad that you're still here with us. Thank you. Please don't make don't make me get emotional. I'm not going. That's why I said that's all I'm going to say. Uh, like we don't have to really dive into it, but that like I I feel like that's an important thing to say because because fear is something that that takes, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that it didn't take you. Yeah. And each time, each time it was by a split second. I mean, I I didn't like pop a bunch of pills or anything. Like I literally tried to like throw myself in front of. In front of tractor trailers, uh, stand, lay down straight on the street when the one was coming. Um, try to jump off a building, jumped off two buildings. Um, I tried to poison myself by like pouring things in my food or in some and in, in a drink, but not really doing it. Like, just like, what is that thing called when they hide the little ball? So I'm like switching it around, switching it around, switching it around, switching it around, and then just gonna, it's like basically Russian roulette, yeah. but like with with two drinks, and I don't know which one is which, and I did drink it, but it wasn't it. So um, that one had like grinded uh, rat poison in it. Um, 
And I mean, a lot of that stuff, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go into that later because I think these conversations do need to be had in mm-hmm. general. Um, because I mean, again, that really is a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Um, but these uh, these situations. It was all because of fear, mm-hmm. because I was afraid. I was afraid of what anybody would say. I was afraid to come home to tell my parents that I was fighting in school because I got tired of being called a faggot. I was afraid to speak up for other people to the point when, and I I think this was also part of the turning point of me realizing that where I was working before wasn't where I wanted to stay, um, was because I've heard this before that I can't speak up for everybody. They have to learn to speak up for themselves. But if as soon as we're done with the meeting, they walk out and they all want to complain about something mm-hmm. and it was time for qu- comments, questions and concerns. Obviously I'm not the one with this question, but somebody has it. And it's like, you didn't, who were you asking that for? I said, well, I'm not going to say who it was for, but it was for the group because other people, she's like, well, you can't speak up for everybody. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should, we should speak up for those for who each are other. right. For those who are too afraid to speak up for themselves. Cause I wish somebody would have done that for me. And you know what the truth of the truth of the matter is my cousin did speak up for me. Everybody who, everybody who had something to do with me still being here when I was going to jump off the building and my cousin called me immediately when I was going to jump off the building and my other cousin, he called, he called me again. Um, when I jumped in front of the in in front of the what you call it, and somebody like screamed, "Stop!" You know, like those people are the ones who spoke up for me because I was too afraid to speak up for myself. Isn't that interesting? How at these formative times in your life, when these things are happening, and when we first initially began this conversation, you said that part of the reason why you were so fearful was because you didn't have somebody looking out for you you didn't have somebody standing up for you Uh but now in these moments where your life is truly being tested you have people sticking up for you and coming out for you and standing up for you and and the thing is that we don't see it we don't see it until until those very pivotal moments Mm -hmm. but you do have people standing up for you and you do have people speaking up for you and i love that you feel that you have to do the same thing because there is somebody out there who feels like they don't have somebody standing up or speaking out for them or, or on their side or protecting them, but they might not, they might not recognize that because it's not point blank in their face. Right. But if we can be behind the scenes people for people who feel like that, I agree. That's something. I mean, it's important. I mean, because I mean, Hillary, Hillary Clinton said it takes a village. You know, uh, is it Israel New Breed who says, I need you, we need you? No, that's not Israel. That's um, Donald Lawrence. We we all need each other to survive. Yes. You know, like. We do. And that's, we need each other. I mean, we may not, we may want each other. We may desire each other. But there is a need. There is a strong need for people to come together and create something no matter what it is. Um, and so it, it is really my hope and my prayer that as this progresses, that this does something for other people as mm-hmm. well. 
you know i'm not and i'm not doing this to i'm not sharing my story and i don't want anybody else to share their story as a woe is me type of situation because i'm no pity party and i don't think that this is a woe is me type letter i mm-hmm. think that this is a this is a demonstrative letter mm-hmm. and well and that just kind of leads me into like what my my last question to you was going to be was because fear was such a and i quote you know center of your world and you made the sleep of faith and you're taking on this this new life what have you been or what are you going to do differently so that way fear doesn't creep its way back in and take hold of your life again listen um I'm hard-headed and I I think I know everything and I obviously don't because no one does um and I think I know what's best at all times and I don't um but I don't listen or wasn't listening to the most important voice of all and that's the voice inside of you mm-hmm. um my gut has never steered me wrong, but I have steered it wrong by going just the complete opposite of what I'm not listening to it. And every single time I didn't listen to it and it was just basically saying Told you so. Told you so. Like just like Will and Grace You gonna learn today. Like, Will and Grace and uh, her mom was like, Told you so, told you so, told you so, told you so you know, it's like it had its own little dance. You know, um I think I that is the main thing. Um, and not even to just me, but learning how to actually take feedback better mm-hmm. without taking it personal. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if the person's coming from where somewhere constructive and positive, as opposed to trying to knock someone down, trying to be petty, you can be petty because I'm petty, Petey. So, I mean, and and but that's the weird thing. I'm not anymore. I used to be so petty. I mean, I still I. That's a defense mechanism for yeah, fear, and and it really is. So when I was in, I'm, I want to say this. Um, when I was in the class, that was um, not going to uh, name drop, but it was by a living legend um, who is in charge of Furniture City. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, okay. So I was in the I was in a class that was taught by Miss Felicia Rashad. Thank you for everything. Um, and she said something so powerful to me, um, to us as a group. And as an actor, um, normal times when we try to like, let's say we're dis- we're displaying like an emotion of like anger. Um, and we're so we're yelling and screaming and doing all the other stuff. Um, after a while, that becomes unbelievable mm-hmm. because the greatest emotion is the birth of every emotion. And that's love. So you're hating, you're angry at something because something hurt you that you once loved. I hurt myself time in and time in again by so many d- dumb decisions, whether it be a relationship, whether it be extracurricular activity, whether wh- whether it be just continuing working a place that I know is killing me. Um I didn't listen to myself and I didn't love myself enough to know that I know what I'm talking about, what's best for me. 
Um, and I think that everyone should just listen to that little voice that's inside their head and just take notes, keep track of it. And, uh, listen, <laughs> you keep giving me that face. Like that's my boy. <laughs> I'm so, I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> I'm just so proud of you that that's my. That's my boy right there. You did that. And it's so. I mean, like, I, I, and and again, I don't. I don't say these things. I don't do these things for any kind of praise or anything like that because I'm not taking any of the glory for any of this. Um, I am trying to be a a living example of what it's like to come from feeling like you have no worth to finally knowing your worth mm-hmm. and then finally walking in what your worth is supposed to be walking in your value you know so yeah that's that's pj ryan in a in a nutshell pj ryan in a nutshell i love it (laughs) oh man i hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation as much as i have and gotten to know more about our lovely host here and I know I'm intrigued and I want to hear from more people and learn about more people and I will be following the show and I hope you all do too. And PJ, why don't you just give us all the information on how people can stay connected? Well, hey guys, <laughs> I say it like it's the beginning. Um, you guys can, anybody who wants to be a part of this project, um, I will repeat this again at the end. Um, but if you want to be a part of this project, you can email me at the dear you project that's all spelled out so that's t-h-e-d-e-a-r-y-o-u-p-r-o-j-e-c-t-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com um you can follow me on my instagram which would be phil nominal that's p-h-i-l-n-o-m-e-n-a-l uh you can also follow all of our other works that we have, um, you know, support um, the other podcasts, Highly Melanated podcast. You can follow and support Willing and Waiting. Um, and, you know, if there's anything else that's coming up or changes uh, that are going to be made, you can check my website, which is www.iampjryan.com. And that is I-A-M-P as in Peter j as in j ryan r-y-a-n dot com so yeah that's most of my stuff oh yeah there's a twitter as well gotta start staying i got you know twitter is important twitter is important trying to figure out how to like verse trying to get up all up into the the Mm -hmm. twitter words twitter twitter verse and twitter streets and those other stuff um this would be the dear you prod d um, the dear you, the letter U. Unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is actually already taken. Mm, haters, you know. Um, yeah, the dear letter U. I guess you. they would be blockers, huh? Right. Just kidding. I've been, you know, I've been trying to block people. Mm. Every single time, every single time I do a search for my name because I used to be at top, and every single time I do a search and it's somebody name, I I I uh, report them. Oh. <laughs> and I have other people doing it too. Report this person, please. That's petty. See, that's the pettiness. The, the pettiness that I have is humor. Oh, it's not. PJ. Yeah, it's, it's not petty to like get back and like 
cause damage. But that's may... petty funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, guys, I really, really hope that this uh, this resonates with you. Anything that I have said, um, I speak from love and I speak from growth and I speak from experience. Um, my way doesn't have to be your way. Just know that you have a way and continue to follow it. So on that note, I would love to thank Blair for. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to. To do this with you. I think it's beautiful. And I thank you for the opportunity. Don't look (laughs) at me like that. I know. I just love this girl. All right. Um, And that's it. Signing out for the night. All right, guys. Love yourself. Love every part of you. And remember, everyone has a story and every story deserves to be told. All right, guys, if anybody wants to be a part of this project, you are more than welcome uh, to email me at the dear you project podcast at gmail.com. That is T-H-E-D-E-A-R-Y-O-U-P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. All right.